0: Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Motor Up Sports. I'm your host Kenny Eaton and today we have a lot of exciting news to go over. A lot of fun Detroit Lions talk. A lot of excitement in the city for the first time in years. And then talk a little bit about the Pistons. This will be like a somewhat short episode. And then on Monday we have Grant coming back on we're going to talk Pistons, Lions, Tigers. We're going to go all in on Monday with a ton of stuff. But I want to just first get started with the Detroit Lions and the city's excited. I'm excited. I know you guys are all excited for this game on Sunday. It's going to be, I, I kind of expect a big win and a convincing one. Zach Wilson's the worst quarterback in the NFL. Jeff Okuda, Kirby Joseph, and Jerry Jacobs are going to prove that on Sunday. That Zach Wilson still doesn't belong in the NFL. And I think that's like the funniest draft pick of all time because we all sat there and we're like, Zach Wilson doesn't have the dog in him. And everybody's like, everybody said that. And everyone's like, Justin Fields has the dog in him. Zach Wilson doesn't. And all of a sudden, the Jets go, oh, we're going to go with Zach Wilson. And he's proved everybody right. Zach Wilson has proved that he sucks. And he doesn't belong in the NFL and the Lions defense. And I expect a huge day from this team. I hate to be that guy. But for the first time in the history of this franchise, we're on the lucky end of an injury. It, it, it's, it sucks. I want to beat them at full strength. I really do. But at the same time, you got to get lucky. And it sure as hell looks like the Lions are getting lucky the last couple of weeks. And maybe that luck is turning around. Maybe they're not the same old Lions at the end of the day. I know a lot of you guys are going to disagree. But I, I truly see a way. I, I see a path to the playoffs. I see it, and I think if the Lions make the playoffs and run the table 4-0, they will get to the NFC Championship. I guarantee it. If they in the playoffs, they would have won 9 out of 10 and lost by an amazing Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen play away from winning 10 straight to get in. Do you think anybody wants to play the Detroit Lions right now? And if they keep winning, do you think anybody's going to want to play them in the playoffs? I sure as hell wouldn't. And the Lions just don't get hot late in the season, like we've seen it our entire lives. They get hot early, they lead you on, they collapse, and that's the season. We've never seen a Lions team start one and six and build their way up to six and seven. I've never seen that in my life. If the Lions can slip their way in, the Seahawks. Thank you for losing on Thursday night. The Seahawks literally are clearing a path for the Lions right now, clearing it, and they'll be a half game out if they win this week because the Giants and the Skins play each other this week. So you're going to be a half game out with a win this week with three games to go. I hope to God they don't find a way to mess this one up. You have to go four and all three and one. I'm not comfortable with it. And I think they're going to go three and one. And then you got 50, 50 toss up. There was a, um, there was a little graphic I saw today on Twitter. I, I have no idea how accurate it is, but they said if the lines go three and one, they have a 46% shot of making the playoffs. And knowing the Lions, like, that luck is just not going to go too in our favor. But at the end of the day, there's life now in the city. Aiden Hutchinson has sparked that defense up. Malcolm Rodriguez, Kirby Joseph, Okuda when he's healthy. you got guys that are just lighting it up right now. Paschal when he's healthy looks good. The Aquars are looking good. The defensive firing on all cylinders. And if you look at the history of the Detroit Lions, it's literally like two players or one player that wins games for you. The glory 90 days where you only got one playoff went out Barry Sanders, but he was your only player. And then you look forward into the 2000s with Calvin Johnson and Stafford. It's never been a unit that has been winning games for the Lions. And that's a little different thing that we haven't seen that you have a unit. Everybody's playing as a whole right now. You saw that towards the end of Caldwell until they canned him. Like you saw that with Golden Tate and Stafford and all of them. But right now, You have your run games clicking. When has the run game clicked since Barry Sanders was here? you got to fire on all cylinders right now. Quarterback play has been phenomenal the last couple weeks. I will say borderline elite. Your wide receivers are making plays. Even you go deeper and deeper down the depth chart, you got guys like Tom Kennedy making plays in games that he has no business in making plays in. You have guys like Khalif Raymond making plays. Great returner, not so great of a receiver, but they Goff and him look good together. You have a lot of guys that are just playing well as a unit. The O-line looks really good, really improved from what it was three, four years ago. And if there was anything good that came out of the Bob Quinn, Patricia era, it was that they built up an O-line. And really that was the only thing they had because Holmes came in and just finished the line with with the Sewell pick. And then defensively, it's been night and day from what it was week one. Week one, you know, they were fighting hard, but they weren't, like, good. Like, they weren't finishing teams. They weren't putting that dagger in your heart. They weren't getting up early in, the, in these games. They were trying to come back late. Or they were up early and they were blowing late leads. But lately, they've just been blowing teams out. Like, they won that game against Giants convincingly. They won that Jaguars game convincingly. They just won that Vikings game last week convincingly. The Lions don't convincingly win football games. They've never done that in the history of the franchise. You and I all know that if the Lions were the same old Lions last week, they would have got blown out. Blown out against Kirk Cousins at home. But you've got four games left now. You've got to run the table. You've got a four-game season now. One game at a time. I expect a big game from this offense this week. I'm expecting a 31-18 win. I don't know how in the world Zach Wilson puts up 18, but he will. And I think that the Lions offense doesn't slow down this week. And Jameson Williams has a much more – has a much bigger role this week than he's had all year. And I think at the end of the day, Swift's no longer knocked up. He's shown it the last week or two that he's healthy now. So you got a healthy – Swift, you got Jamal Williams clicking on all cylinders, too. So your offense, I'm expecting them to fire in all cylinders the rest of the season from here on out. It's really just going to live on the defense. Can the defense make this place? Can the defense get the stops? Is this defense the same defense they've been the last six weeks, or are they going to revert back to the defense they were in week three through six? We will see. But right now... You got these guys in the defense. You got guys stepping up all over the place. You have guys that weren't playing early in the season stepping up. Guys like James Houston, guys like Kirby Joseph. You got Paschal coming back from his injury looking good. He's going to be really good. You got McNeil looking good since his injury. You have guys that are coming back from the injury and they're healthy and they're producing. These guys are firing the way that Holmes envisioned them on firing on all cylinders. I really like McNeil. I really like the line they're building up. And, I mean, honestly, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to go out there and get another edge rusher in the draft. If, if Will Anderson's on the table for grabs, you have to take it. You have to. Any other Anybody else? I mean, I like Keely Ringo. And then I'd like to actually have a hot take. I want to go Ringo with, like, our fifth or sixth pick. You put him side-by-side side with Okuda, you have the next, like, legion of boom back there. And then you have Kirby, and you go out there and you sign another safety. You have a secondary. And a damn young, good secondary. If you go out there and you get a corner with your top six or seven pick that you have with the Rams. And then here's the take that I think a lot of you guys, I don't know if you guys will necessarily agree with it. We'll see. With the late first round pick, the Lions should spend it on B. John Robinson. You go running back. You go all in on this offense. You put the last weapon around golf. swift has been great. I can't rely on a running back who gives me six games a year. Granted, those six games a year that he plays, he's phenomenal. Best running back on the field in that game. Easily the best running back. But I can't live on a running back that can't stay healthy. And Jamal Williams, you know what I do with Jamal Williams? I give him a three-year extension this offseason. Because at the end of the day, that guy's a culture builder. That guy's a culture setter. And I think he's one of the main reasons this team is winning games now. He's one of the leaders of this team. I think there's a leader on this offense. I don't know if it's necessarily golf, but I think it's more Jamal Williams. And you have to lock that up for the next three years. I'd actually be willing to overpay for it because he's just a culture setting guy. He's a vet that can set a culture here. So, Extend Jamal Williams, replace Swift with Bijan Robinson, and go all in on this offense with your other first-round pick. B. John Robinson's a game changer. Bijan Robinson's going to be an elite running back in the NFL. And Goss beating the noodle arm allocations. He's looking really good lately. And I, I completely agree with everybody. He's looked phenomenal. But if you have a guy that he can hand it off to for six for 17 games a season and the postseason, you're telling me that this guy can't even be better than he is now. I I actually think that if you add another running back in there, that's that offense is the best offense in the league. I don't know if you necessarily keep Ben Johnson another year, but I think that, that Campbell has developed a staff so far in Detroit where I think he has the right guys in place. And I think at the end of the day, the guys that Campbell has brought in, the guys that he's canned have been – usually the guys that they should have canned, Anthony Lynn, Audrey Pleasant, two guys they should have canned and they did, and they fixed their uh, offense offense last year and defense with that this year. But at the end of the day, he's going to go out there and he's going to get another coordinator. People are going to want to work for Dan Campbell. That's the thing, is that he seems like a real dude, he seems like a likable guy, and he's different, and he thinks differently, and he coaches differently, and I think, people are going to line up to want to coach for the guy because he's going to go out up the bat for them at the end of the day. I think players are seeing it. Do you know how hard it is for a guy to instill a culture that was so damaged under Campbell or under Patricia, that culture was so damaged for him to come in and just overnight change it. And I think at this point in the season, I think that everybody's bought in. Everybody bought in at the bye week. I think you had a lot of guys who weren't buying in up until that point. I think it looked like in the first couple of weeks, these guys were buying in and then they hit that Patriots game and you're like, God damn, they have not bought in. Like they're not good. Like, And I think right now you have a, you have a roster and you have a squad of guys who have bought into the system, who have bought into the culture that Dan Campbell was going to build. Obviously you're looking at the, you know, hard knocks and you're looking at other things and you, you know, the culture is shifting, but I think you have, Your whole 52 or 53-man roster, everybody's bought in. Practice squad guys bought in. Because some of these practice squad guys are literally getting called up. Old linemen are getting called up to play. Meaningful staffs, and they look good. You have a team that's all in right now, and you have a team firing on all cylinders because of that. And I think that Campbell thinks differently. I think that's like something – you look at people that are successful in their field, they're guys who think differently – and I think he's a unique character. He's a unique – he could be, could be, if he continues coaching, like this a great ambassador of football. Really good ambassador of football. I think that you know, we're so used to these head coaches coming in there with their old – with the headset on and, you know, barking. That, that just – their only focus is to win football games. And I think Bill Balichek is one of those guys I, – I don't know this for a fact, but I think Bill Balichek is one of those guys who – the only thing he cares about is winning football games. And you saw it with Patricia, it was the same thing with him. He didn't give a fuck about anybody else around him. I think that Dan Campbell is a like a real dude that a genuine ass dude that I think players are gonna really enjoy playing for. He he's got this grit. I mean, he always talks about grit, and there's this culture and this grit here in Detroit that he's instilled. He had a vision right away. And I think that division is starting to come in place. They were going to finish the season with at least seven wins. I'll tell you that with confidence. They'll win at least one more game with confidence the rest of the season. That's pretty much everybody's expectation coming into this year's win seven. And I know you guys are going to be disappointed if they miss the playoffs. I get it. But at the end of the day, we got to take a step back and just realize that what were the expectations preseason? And I think a lot of people probably in the Lions organization didn't think they were probably a seven-win team. In all honesty, because they've always talked about how this was a teardown and that we were going to start building it from the ground up. They should expedite the rebuild, if anything, this offseason and just start spending your money because this team has just shown they can win. You bring in some guys with grit. You build in more culture builders. I think you're going to have a lot of culture builders here. Ian Hutchinson will be one of them. I think Kirby will be a culture builder too. Malcolm Rodriguez is going to be a culture builder. You have a lot of these like rookies coming in, second-year players that are building something here. And you're going to just slide some bets in there that are going to click perfectly. I think players are going to start coming to Detroit because they know they can get better in Detroit. We're seeing it right now. You're seeing these draft picks. They're coming in and they're firing on all cylinders. They're getting better. I don't care how much talent you draft, it's about how you develop them and how you make them a better player. You can draft the best player in the world, but if you can't develop them at a pro level, it doesn't matter. I think they're, they're, they're literally signing – they're claiming guys off waivers who don't belong on many NFL rosters, and they're developing them in the NFL players. They sat there, they went out there, and they signed really low-level free agents. They're making them look like NFL players. You're looking at their draft picks. They've got guys looking like stars on that defense or future stars on that defense. Hutchinson looks like a star. I'll say it right now. Hutchinson looks like a superstar out there. You got guys like Malcolm Rodriguez and Kirby Joseph and Ali McNeil that are looking like future stars or future really good defensive players in the NFL for a very extended, long period of time. They're building something here. They really are. And I think the division's starting to come in place. I think that Campbell... When he brought in Holmes, I, I, it was so weird to me that head coach is hiring the GM, but I think that they're on the same page. And it was a really weird move for from Spielman. It was a really mo- weird move from Sheila. And at the end of the day, I, I'm giving Sheila a chance. It looks like she's doing a good job right now. It looks like she cares a little more than her family did in the past. And I'm not going to sit there and say, well, she's a good owner because she's not. But she's doing a better job than her parents ever did. She's more hands-on than her parents have ever been. And I think that at the end of the day, that if if she can show that she wants to win, if she shows she's willing to win, I, I'm telling you right now, and I think she, she actually wants to be different, this could be a different feel. If she really wants to prove that she wants to win. But circling back to the game this weekend, there's no way in hell I see the Jets winning this game with Zach Wilson. The quarterbacks that the Jets have beat this year have been Trevor Semyon, Brett Ripon, Ripon, I don't know how to pronounce his name, he sucks, Skylar Thompson, a duel of Mitch Trubitsky and Kenny Pickett and Jacoby Brissett. They've beat five teams with atrocious quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks, and they have seven wins on the year. If they go in there and lose two, a bum-ass Zach Wilson, I'm going to be livid. I'll come on here all pissed off on Monday. But I truly think they run away 31-18, and I'm coming on here real happy on Monday. I'm super excited for this game. I think that th- this is a culture-building game again. You win this game, you're one step closer to the playoffs. You're one step closer to re- everybody. You're one step closer to being a – a better team five years down the road. This is a huge game. This is a game that's going to build a culture up. You win this game in convincing fashion, which I think they do. You're going to have you're going to have this team firing all cylinders. And if, if they blow them out, I I I will sit there and say they run the table and they beat Green Bay. That's the game that scares me. That's the game that's going to continue to scare me. The Jets don't really scare me. They don't beat anybody decent. So we'll see what happens there. I want to move into my last segment of the day, and I want to move into some Pistons talk. So I watched a lot of that game last night. I've been watching a lot of them lately, and they, they've started starting Dern. About time, right? I've been calling for it for months. Well, yeah, no shit Jalen Dern's better than Matt Marvin Bagley and Isaiah Stewart. Granted, no, Stew and him have been great playing the 4-5, or five, but better setup. Yeah, no shit, I saw that from day one that he was going to be a better center by by December. He was a better center than Bagley in November, in the end of October. He, he's unbelievable. The kid's just an unbelievable athlete that it's going to be an amazing center. You're seeing it right now, every game, double-double. 12 rebounds minimum every game since he's became a starter. Last night was his best game in a Pistons uniform, easily. Yeah, they lost that game, and yeah, I mean, they did not look good in the second half, especially in the first seven, six, seven minutes of that third quarter. But when you watch Durant, it's just that explosiveness he plays with, the fire he plays with. I think it electrifies a lot of the other guys. I think he he makes Stu look good, and Stu makes him look good. Both it goes both ways. I've always said I don't I don't know if Stu is a long term piece. I don't know. I still don't know. I don't think he is still, but I think if he he's trying to fit into the system. Going the last night's game, I don't know what the stat is now, but he was shooting 47% from three in his last 10 games where he's just been shooting the lights out from three. He's learned how to shoot the three ball. and Earlier in the season, teams were not respecting that three ball. They were just saying, shoot it. You got guys contesting him now, and he's hitting them. And Dern's making him look good. Stu's trying to find a way to make it work here. And I think if he continues to find a way to make it work here, he's going to make it work, and he's going to be long-term. But if Stu can't keep this up the rest of the season – He's not a long-term piece going into the trade deadline next year. And I know you guys are going to call me crazy. This team is, what, 8-23 right now? So, yeah, a lot of you guys are going to call this take insane. But I think this season, in all honesty, has been a successful season. Am I crazy to say that? you figured out your pieces And your rookies are better than I ever imagined. Ivy, yeah, he's in a slump right now, and he'll get out of it. I'm not too nervous about Ivy. Short term, I'm nervous for the rest of the season about him and getting his confidence back. Long term, we know the guy's going to be a star. I mean, we saw it early in the season. You saw the glimpses of a superstar in the makings out of him. There's no doubt in my mind he doesn't become a superstar. But for, for now, I, I don't know if he's really the right fit for your starting lineup. I don't know if you need to slide him to the bench and just let him figure it out off of there and work his way back into the lineup. But Right now, I the way he's playing, it's hard for me to start. But it's been a very successful season because he's going to be a star. We see it, we know it. We, we've had glimpses of it throughout the season. He just needs to get out of the slumps since his injury and he's fine. He needs to get his confidence back. It's all confidence at the end of the day. Like Killian Hayes, for example, That's another successful part of the season. I came out here and I I, I bashed him nonstop. And that's something that a lot of Pistons fans did for about two, over two years of him. But What I've seen from Killian is this immense, just all this confidence came out and over. Killian looks like an NBA player. Killian looks like a guy who's going to get paid if he keeps this up. That's another successful part of your season. You You found Killian. He found this group through everybody calling him for him to be benched. They never benched him. Weaver never benched him. You got to give them credit for that. Weaver never weaver never told Casey to bench him, and Casey never benched him. And that's something you gotta give credit to the front office. You gotta give credit to Casey for not do for not doing it at any point in the season. You could have just slid Corey Joseph in there and been done with it. Which a lot of Pistons fans, including myself, were done with Killian Hayes at, at, at a certain point, and they stuck with him. That's another successful part of the season. Another successful part of the season is Durant. And he's light years better than I ever imagined. The one thing that I just, it's not where you, you can sit there and be like, oh my God, it's the Kate injury. But I think we have an established core now. And your established core is better than I expected. The wins aren't coming. But if Kate Cunningham was playing right now, they're at eight wins i put them at 11 or 12 which is a team that i mean if they were to get hot later in the season could make a push and a play it i think kate cunningham gives you two or three more wins right now because a lot of these games you're losing are like the king's last thing it was a close game you should have won that one that's a game you have kate you win there's a few games that i'm watching i'm like that's the impact that kate makes and we know what kate's gonna be kate's gonna be a superstar If he's healthy, but it's just the health that's killing me right now with him. You have a core of three players who are going to run the city for a very long time like Kings and maybe Killing. But I don't know if Killing will be willing to take a bench roll later in his career. And take a pay cut. You have a draft pick this year. At the end of the day, it's successful because you're losing games, but you figure out your core and they're better than they are. It's a successful season in my books. So I want to conclude this episode I'll be back here on Monday. Check out the Depop Vintage Shop. Check out the Poshmark Vintage Shop. Depop.com backslash sports. I have a ton of new clothes on there, a lot of new designs, a lot of new animated graphic T-shirts. You're going to love it. Kobe stuff, Red Wing stuff, Piston stuff. Literally anything that you think is kind of cool, there's like 60-plus shirts on there for you to choose from. So take a look at that. And I'll see you guys on Monday. Go Lions!